Hey fellow misfits, this is a spoiler warning for anyone who has not watched the new Disney Plus show, Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Please watch the show first and come back, unless you don't care. Then enjoy. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast, with your host, with your host, with your host Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. This is a long-awaited. A long-awaited indeed. This is a uh, happy middle of February, almost end of February. Almost, actually, yeah, almost end of February. Look at us being ahead of the game. For have you uh, watched any of the anime of the month? By the time this episode has come out, I sure have. Okay. So uh, we're going to have to. <laughs> well, that's good news. Um, Yeah, so obviously last week was the Valentine's Day episode, which... Yep unfortunately uh happened exactly on valentine's day so we had no choice but to do a valentine's day themed episode so push this episode back just like that batman episode that has yet to come out exactly one exactly. day guys one day but yeah so this episode has been pushed back a little bit but we're finally going to discuss the disney plus percy jackson show heck yeah um for those of you that don't know matt is a huge percy jackson fan I've never said that. Um, Which, yeah, first have. thing first, let's get out of the way. It's been confirmed for a second season. That's exciting. That is exciting. I guess we should, uh, let's let's just open it up with this. Did you like it? Heck yeah, I did. I thought it was a solid show. I mean. Did you like it more than the movie? That's cool, buddy. If, if someone says they like the movie more <laughs> than the books, they, they, they don't know their content. <laughs> was it better than the book nothing is ever better than the book i don't know is there stuff that's better than the books you're talking anime uh, and... mm, just in general because like i mean demon slayer i don't know if necessarily better but the hobbit is longer <laughs> <laughs> oh good dude if we're gonna be talking about book to move like book to movie adaptation because i don't adaptation. think the hobbit is bad per se i think some things aren't great in the in the film that compared to the book but there were some scenes that i enjoyed that were extended that's fair i think you know what i will say yeah if certain things are extended like uh they did a tv show of a john green book called looking for alaska there's stuff extended in the show but i enjoy it also because they brought the author and was like hey is there anything you didn't add into the book that you wanted to add into the show and they're like yeah so i think it's like stuff like that i'm like yeah that's the added stuff so that's cool and we talked about it for anime as well, where a well-done anime ex might extend fights and envision the fight choreography a different way than necessarily is in the manga because we only see panels. Yeah. And if they can really make the fight come to life, it's usually a good sign that technically that's extending what's in the source material. Agreed. But you still want to tr make sure you're covering the source material, right? Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, so overall, I'd have to agree. Um, as of right now, I've you only recently read, read, I've the, only first read book. the first book. Yeah. So what? let's go with your thoughts first, because you know I'll spiel on for a bit. Okay, so I haven't looked through too many things. The other thing was when it, I'm not super critical about some of the changes, per se, yeah. um, from book to movie. As long as the core of story. the story is told. Like, I'm not someone who, even with anime, I'm not someone who's like, oh my gosh, you didn't have every single panel in the anime. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, if the, 
if some things need to be removed for stuff like pacing, obviously this is broken up into episodes, so things need to have that kind of flow. Yeah. Um, other things in a lot of a lot of time can just also be shorter. They don't need to be as long winded. I think a good example is uh, Percy getting the weapon. Yeah. Uh, in the I think it's is that the first chapter, second chapter. Anyways, it's. It's pretty long-winded, all the talking and stuff that goes on in the museum before getting the weapon. Yeah. And then in the show, he kind of just gets it outside real snappy-like, and it's like, okay, all, all systems go. But part of that's also to try and catch people. Yeah, I think for the anything. first episode, for sure. But overall, I'm not going to... I know a lot of characters look different than the the book counterparts. And for me, something like that is never that big of a deal. It's never going to be a deal breaker. That's yeah. like, let's let's say that it's never going to be a deal breaker for me. If especially uh, Matt and I have talked about this off the podcast, which is we're dealing with children actors, and wouldn't you rather just have skilled skilled actors? Yeah, that don't necessarily fit the uh, appearance of the book character over someone who's perfect and isn't good at acting, unless the race or the culture of a character is pivotal for the story, then I fully agree it doesn't matter. I see what you're saying, yeah. Like, you can't... If someone is important for indigenous... Exactly. Like, if it's an indigenous-based story... Like Echo, for example. Exactly. It would not work if she was just a Caucasian actress. That's fair. So I think if, if the story is wrapped around a particular culture or history or, you know... If in that particular aspect, I think it needs to be appropriately casted. But it's like Marvel, for example. Mira Bigo was a big deal because the, the hair on Black Widow wasn't the right color. Yeah, who cares? Like it's if that does not take away from yeah. the story. Uh, another big thing, like blonde hair, for example, blonde yeah. hair for Percy Jackson. Who cares? Oh my gosh! I remember, like uh, Grant Gustin being cast as Barry Allen. He had brown hair instead of blonde hair. That's true. Oh, big de- no. It doesn't. Yeah, Those not, things not a, don't. Not a deal breaker. Features like that don't matter. And uh, I did have maybe the first two episodes. Some of the actors felt a bit stiff. Um, could just be nerves. Obviously, potentially first big show. Yeah. Um, but I do feel like most of them kind of ironed out throughout the series and did feel like they were getting more comfortable. Yes, I would agree with that. I think, yeah, the first couple episodes, you kind of see where they're kind of like, they're getting more comfortable, but in a way, it kind of helped the story a bit. I guess you could, because it's also the first time they met. Exactly. You know, like, so, like, in a way, you could be like, oh, it's totally intentional, you know. But, um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm not going through being a uh, super hypercritical about a lot of the differences. I thought, overall, it told the story properly. Yep. It didn't tell more than one book. Thank goodness for that, dude. Um, it, and the other big thing, which I th- I give a, I think I want to give credit to Disney, but they have done the opposite on shows as well. But a lot of their shows are not longer than they need to be. Yes. Mando season three was maybe one, an, an example that was pushing it. It was probably longer than it needed to be. Yeah. But for the most part, a lot of their shows have been kind of, hitting that mark of like, oh, this only needs to be six episodes, five episodes, eight episodes. It's it's what it needs to be. It's not longer or shorter than anything. 
I think, yeah, I think the episode account, like eight episodes. It, it was perfect. Solid. I, I don't really think we needed anything more. Like even no. the last episode kind of felt like too much at some parts. Some parts, yeah. Uh, but yeah, overall I felt like the pacing of the show was pretty well done. Yeah. It was nice to see, obviously, closer to age of the character. Yep. And uh, yeah, I liked uh, a lot of the special effects for the most part were very solid. There may have been a few that didn't look as good. Yeah. But overall, yeah, I have no real complaints. A lot of the monsters looked really good. Mentor the Furious Medusa. Yeah. Um, yeah, just not... Overall, like it was very solid. It felt like it was pretty tr- relatively true to the book. Yeah, the author was also there, so anything that was changed or he was an executive producer, things were going through the right channels. Exactly. So the fact that he write helped with the script, I agree. And he, like each week an episode come out, he'd make comments on social media and be like, "This is why we decided not to do this." Or and I know yeah, some people this. were complaining about certain Easter eggs, like that they could have yeah. made reference to. Um, the original movie or had some of the actors from the yeah people wanted logan learman people wanted uh that lady gaga song to play during the lotus casino and like he's like that's its own thing we did our own thing yeah he's like that is a completely different entity it's kind of like what george r R. martin said about game of thrones once they it started to really significantly fork in terms oh so you mean when he was kicked off set pretty much but but he did like he still said stuff like game of thrones is one thing the song of ice and fire is its own another thing yeah they can both People can enjoy both. People can enjoy one or the other. Yep. Because they are their own entity. And that's that's the same thing where I think it's smart, especially if maybe, you know, the movie is not to the quality that it should have been to to just be like, no. That's its own thing. It's like Lavatar. Lavatar. Avatar The Last Airbender. It's like just that. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm like saying it's just, yeah. Right. It's sometimes best to forget. No, it's not real. Exactly. Um, I'll go on a whole tangent. Uh, I mean, in a good way. Uh, eight episodes, like you said, quality. It was good. It was quality over quantity. I don't think it needed to be anything more than eight episodes. I enjoyed that each episode was named after a chapter in the book. I thought yes. that was really fun. Nice. I don't nice know. Nice detail. Wanna, nice yeah, little detail. I don't know if you want to say that's an Easter egg or not, but I enjoyed it a lot. Um, all around the casting, I thought was pretty solid. Like the guy they got to play Ares, Poseidon uh hades zeus like all around. i mean the fact that it was uh pimento in brooklyn 99 that played mr d oh, i yeah. thought that was great casting uh lin-manuel miranda's hermes like all around it was even the main kids like the the core three they kind of grew on me over time i thought they were pretty solid like overall i can't be like that was a bad actor or bad actress that didn't fit it you know i think the chemistry on screen grew accordingly to the story um speaking on that quick uh rest in peace lance reddick he was the guy that played zeus yeah that's um, uh unfortunate because i really um his performance as zeus was really well done i liked it the obviously the benefit of the gods is that they this is their how they portray like portray, portray themselves, themselves yeah humans and the halves yeah half bloods so in terms of casting, recasting, it's not as they can work around it for sure. There's it can be worked around, but it is upsetting because he was a really solid casting for. Definitely. You really get like that Zeus energy of like 
what I'm saying is what you should be. You should be listening yeah, to what I'm exactly. saying. Like you don't tell me what to do. Um, also, yeah, like you were saying, Aries, I'm pretty sure that was Edge from the WWE. Yeah, who's from Orangeville, Ontario, by the way. I had no idea he yeah, was Canadian. Uh, I know that he's a Leafs fan because I listened to a uh, podcast with some Leafs fans. Okay. Uh, the Steve Dangle podcast. Yeah. I'm not a Leafs fan personally, but I enjoy the podcast, and he's done videos with Steve Dangle on the Toronto Maple Leafs, so I've seen him in those, so yeah. But yeah, I, was, I thought I recognized him when I saw him. Not that I'm a huge, I'm not a huge WWE fan or anything, but obviously I grew up and I've seen some WWE clips and yeah. played some of the games. Huh. And yeah, definitely recognized him. But yeah, Edge. We got John Cena in things. We got David Bautista. We got The Rock. Edge. Like they're starting to release. He was in The Flash for an episode. Yeah, but you're the one who's watched The Flash. I know. I didn't process that was him, which is crazy because that means. He's not the only actor in Percy Jackson that was in The Flash. The oh. actress that plays Medusa is Nora Allen uh, in The yeah, Flash yeah, show. That's right. That's why I was like, wait a second, what? Um, See, so yeah, I think she played good as Medusa too. But yeah, he was good. He was a solid... Um, solid Ares. Really fit the intimidation of yeah, Ares. Yeah, that intimidation like, of also, but like, are you trust like do we trust yeah, him? Yeah, like, like he, he played the anti-hero. Like sketch, but not... Yeah. Where you're like, just enough to be like, do we trust him? Sus, do we not trust like, him? Why would he? I don't know. You know, I thought it was good. Um, a lot of the casting overall, I, I was pretty pleased with. Definitely. I would agree with that. Um, I'm trying to think another big thing from a film perspective too. Um, Dave Henna, who was the uh, production designer for the show. The sets looked really well done. Like Camp Half-Blood looked great. Uh, Hades Lair looks looked great uh olympus in my opinion looked really well done and dave hannah it's funny thing is once i finished watching it i watched the documentary behind the scenes so i kind of learned a little bit too yeah and the production designer dave hannah is known for bigger productions so he did uh he did bits and pieces of thor ragnarok but he also did all three of the hobbit movies Oh. As the production designer. I think someone we've had on the podcast actually before has mentioned that to me, which was uh, Dan, who was on our Star Wars okay. episode, yeah, yeah. mentioned that um, to me. I believe actually mentioned it to us. can't remember. But he was uh, also, this guy was also the art director for the Lord of the Rings trilogy, which, which to me just... no small... Uh, no. You know, it's I don't know if you've heard of them. Ah, I don't know. It's whatever. But the fact that he's worked with Peter Jackson... And like he's been around for all three Lord of the Rings, all three Hobbits. He did Peter Jackson's King Kong. He was the art director for that. Like that just goes to show you that they picked someone really good for production design for it. And it paid off, you know? Yeah, you, you saw it. Exactly. And they used in this show, they used one of my favorite things that is in the film industry right now. And it's called the volume stage. And what it is, it's a 360 green screen essentially. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So they, it's literally, you're in like a miniature dome, basically, and it's fully, your, it's all LED screens, panels, you're able to program it accordingly, and you're able to have it move. So if you're shooting someone straight on and they're walking and the sky needs to change, you're able to do that in live. It doesn't have to be post-production. And it's not even green screen, it's all LED panels, I don't know why I said green screen. So you're in this dome, basically, and you set up all these props. You know, you set up the foundation of the pillars and everything. You build as much of the set as you can except for the literal atmospheric thing and it is beautiful they did it for all the mandalorian seasons they did it for thor love and thunder as bad as that movie is 
you look at that opening scene of Thor and the Guardians and everything on that alien planet. That's useful in tool. the volume. Yeah, useful tool. Like it is such an interesting piece of technology in the film industry. A new evolution of the exactly. Of film. It's the next step, right? Because we've gone from obviously all so many and. To be fair, there are still filmmakers who love love practical as being on set on location in yeah. a proper setting of what they want. But we have let to not beat around the bush too much. We have a lot of films are just filmed on in set blue screen in, in buildings. Yeah, yeah. Like if you watch any MCU, beyond, all blue. Yep. Basically, just it's rare structures that, that are on set blue as much structures that are blue, blue background, blue everything. Yeah. Even blue on people. It's true. Vision. Um, WandaVision when they did the black and white set. But, and obviously you look all the way back to like something like Star Wars, which is like, has the original. Yeah. A lot of green screen stuff where you look at some of those uh, prequel behind the scenes and it's just all green. Lightsaber battle on green. Everything's on green. The Obi-Wan and Anakin fight is pretty interesting watching the behind the scenes of them fighting on uh, structures made, but obviously they're all green. Yeah. And uh, and the actors talk about it because this is, at the time, it wasn't as common. And they're talking about, oh, like you have to picture it and it's very different. and Because it's a lot more common now for actors to act on a lot of blue or False, green screen yeah. stuff. But I think that also just, it goes both ways, but... It does show an an actor's ability to really picture what's going on. Yeah, I think with this, it kind of does the reverse. So it gives you the actor more ability it helps to put see, them in the setting. Yeah, the atmosphere itself. A really cool thing too is um, in the documentary of the behind the scenes, it kind of breaks this down and shows it of like uh, the underwater scene, mm-hmm. and like that was actually shot in a tank, and the main actor had to go through like breathing exercises and swimming training to they shoot go, that they underwater. Go full avatar too. Yeah. Literally. You, you, James Cameron was uh, actually helping. <laughs> he was actually on the set here too. Um, um okay, let's talk about what what is your biggest complaint or dislike about the show? Cuz I feel like my one nitpick we talked about is the lack of reference or talking about percy having dyslexia and ADHD. adhd which is literally without those two things this series wouldn't exist right exactly the premise of this this story of rick riordan writing percy jackson goes back to him talking to his young kid uh about this hero named percy jackson who had dyslexia and had ADHD, just like his child like it's you know, he wrote this story originally to tell this bedside story to his kid to know you're okay. You know, and that personally, that makes me think back to the X Men being created by Stan Lee. Stan Lee wrote these characters that were different, so people that felt different could relate. You yeah, know? like you, everyone's unique. Exactly. So that was that's probably it's definitely a nitpick, but I feel like that's probably my biggest. I wish it would have been referenced. Yeah, I would agree with that. Another. We do get more flashbacks and scenes than you get in the books of Percy as a kid. Oh, yeah, and I which thought those is were nice good. to see. Those were those were pretty solid, and seeing 
the issues his mom yeah. has to deal with. Um, the restaurant scene between Poseidon and Sally, I thought oh, was that really was, good. Very deep, like emotional. Yeah. That I did not expect that because that's not in the book at all. No. But that added to the story. I find no, it was it was very solid to me. And there's seeing her like she is struggle. just at at that point. She's just like she's had enough. Yeah, and uh, like you want your son just take him. Yeah, she she was great, great actress too, fantastic. Um, but yeah, I just wish that that was referenced. Like yeah. we did see that Percy had a lot of issues and is troubled, but I wish maybe. You know, just because it feels like it's a big important point for the character. Yeah. Um, for me, outside of that, like in comparison to the book, I think my only other nitpick might be the um, when they go get Ares Shield, they go to the water park. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that. I kind of wished for the mechanical spiders because to me that's a big. Yeah. Part did you of feel Annabeth. like it was really quick? I felt that was really quick. Um. In the, in the book, for those who don't know, there's mechanical spiders, and it gets mentioned on the final episode of the season. Luke just does it as a throwaway line that Annabeth has a fear of spiders. And in the book, there's mechanical spiders that come out of nowhere at the water park. And to me, that's a big part of Percy and Annabeth's connection, like that relationship. That is a big turning yeah. point for them because he kind of saves her, and then that's when she's like, oh, crap. This guy's got guts kind of thing like that, and that kind of comes as a changing point for me so that's my only nitpick but then rick riding obviously goes on he goes no we made that decision mm. you know like the fact that rick Ryder was like no we made the decision this is why it had to be like a technological it would have taken away from the scene you know and it would have changed costs etc cost, et and i'm like you know what i respect that what'd you think about the change to uh percy's stepdad where he is a little bit more of like the comedic uh like useless stepdad as opposed to the abusive stepdad yeah, the the <laughs> i don't think it would have translated as well if he was abusive i'm gonna be honest with you i think there wasn't you need some sort of humor not, not saying a... you have to but i also don't, I don't know think it took from... away i don't think it took away for sure i think also from a because the way he is written in the show it's st he's still a burden he still, yeah, he still causes stress guy. and issues for both percy and his mom yeah whether it's physical or emotional if they abuse. show abuse that might have to change the rating as well so it's no longer like a pg or like a yeah it could so... have potentially changed ratings could have affected yeah could have definitely changed things as well yeah i'm okay without them adding i mean gabe's still oh i'm not upset way. that i wasn't there yeah like like i said he's still like the importance of him being a piece of crap is still there. Yeah, he's still a piece of crap. So, but that is a, a change, obviously, between, obviously, uh, Percy, you know. Yeah. Were you a fan of the book, like, in comparison? Like, you recently more read it than I did, obviously. Yeah, but. no, the book is, um, I feel like most, it's pretty fair to say, like, you're never, source material is always what you should be referencing as, like, this is, this is, the source material this is yeah. the goods this is the goods yeah and there's probably rare occasions where people have made it better very rare but i think the book overall is still better i think this is a solid adaptation though but definitely very well done adaptation for sure i don't have don't have many complaints um i'm obviously not the biggest percy jackson fan either i'm sure if we were to hop on reddit we'd 
people would go there'd probably be people on both sides of the camps for sure you know that's just that's just the way it be yeah there is an easter egg that i really enjoy so there's a couple of easter eggs that i can just pinpoint now uh episode i think it's episode one when he's about to get expelled from the academy and he's talking to like the headmaster and stuff like that there's a guy sitting in the corner mm-hmm. and it's just rick riordan he's <laughs> just there i like when that's uh kind of what happens with like writers or original actors of things and they're just just kind of there background exactly i'm like ah that's a good one um another thing too is in the lotus casino um this is more of an easter egg for those who have read the book um when they're looking for grover and he's at like the the vr headset and stuff on um you can hear a little boy yell the name bianca Mm -hmm. and you don't know who that is yet in the book um it's a character that pops up in the third book and it is such a good easter egg for those book readers and I watched a couple of interviews of people being like, I don't know what you're talking about. Ha ha ha. And then like at the end of the series, they're like, yeah, no, that, that is hundred percent what it was. Like that was a intentional Easter egg. So I'm excited for that. It's exciting that season two is happening. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty good stuff. Getting a season two is definitely a good sign. Um, he's writing a new trilogy. No. Yeah. So the way the Percy Jackson books go is there's the, the, Percy Jackson and the Olympians is the first five books. Sequel series called Heroes of Olympus. Next five. Uh, third series is Trials of Apollo, which is all about Apollo. But it still takes place at Camp Half-Blood. You still see a lot of the same characters pop up here and there. And then there is a single book, which was partnered with Rick Riordan, partnered with someone else to write it. Okay. I believe that's called Sun in the Star. That is a Percy Jackson and Nico Delangelo story. And then uh, this past September, uh, there was a sequel Percy Jackson book, which we've talked about. I probably mentioned it. If I didn't, I'm surprised if I didn't on the podcast before. You probably did, um, for sure. I'm trying I feel to like remember. the only reason I would know is because of you. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out what the actual name is. Oh, Chalice of the Gods. Um, basically, this is now... Percy has got, got to get to college, you know? So we see that through the progression of the book series, he's 12 in the first book. Right. And we see him go through finishing middle school, going into high school, finishing high school, and now... A coming-to-age story. Coming-to-age story, and basically... Literally. Chalice of Gods was... Everyone thought it was just going to be a one-off book. And then it came out, and Rick Ryan was like, by the way, I'm not ready to write my Irish mythology book series yet. So I've decided to write two more Percy Jacksons. You guys are going to sequel trilogy. And everyone was like, Whoa, damn. All right, let's go. Sequel trilogy. Which obviously there's crossovers in his other books, series, series of two. Course, yeah. So he has a Magnus Chase in the Asgardians trilogy, which is Annabeth's cousin. Yep. Um, this Magnus Chase. Not to be confused with Annabeth so Chase. This world is complex. Yeah. It's got many things going on. Cool. He also has the Kane Chronicles, which is... Uh, Egyptian mythology and there's been one-off crossover books like there's a book called Demigods and Magicians which is Percy meeting the characters from the King Chronicles and stuff not too shabby so not too shabby so next book is called Wrath of the Triple Goddess all of you Percy Jackson fans out there you got more content coming I mean even outside of just Percy Jackson like if you like the style of mythology books 
um, Rick Riordan, uh, because of the succession of uh, Percy Jackson, stuff like that, he went on to make his own company. Yeah. So he has a company called Rick Riordan Presents, which is through Disney, and it is books of different mythologies written by the appropriate authors. So they are under the the umbrella company of Rick Riordan Presents, but there is a Hindu mythology book series. There's Maya, there's Aztec, there's Korean, there's Cuban, there's African-American and West African, there's Mexican, Mesopotamian, Korean, Hmong, Centuria, uh, Caribbean, Chinese, Greek and Indian, uh, Navajo, Philippine, Caribbean. Like they're all... And Noragami. <laughs> Pretty much. Japanese. Japanese. Gods. I, yeah, I don't actually know if there's a Japanese book. But um, it's neat. I think it's really cool that there's that. And that there's also a book called The Cursed Carnival. Yeah. Which is a collection of 10 short stories written by 10 of the different authors. Sorry, 9 of the different authors. And then Rick Radden wrote one, which would be his first one in his Irish mythology universe i don't want to say universe but his iris mythology story um which is pretty dope i think yeah overall no complaints then from either of us really no i think i was forward to season two i was surprised i think of how good it was yeah i would say uh, i think on previous episodes you can definitely tell how skeptical you're going and you're you're definitely like i've been burned i've been burned before and have you seen you haven't seen the movies i've seen the movies now so now you can fully understand how you've read the book and see the show. You're like, I've been burned before, and I'm, you know, I'll go in, want, you know, <laughs> I'll give it a chance, and I think, it, you know, it proved to be good. Yeah, it proved it proved to be a lot better than the movies, though, because you haven't seen the movie, but you know the scene of the spirit gives Percy those little beads, right, to get out yeah. of the underworld. Single chapter in the book. Happens in the movie. Or sorry, it's in the show. It's a single moment. In the movie, the whole premise of the movie is him going to different locations across America to get each bead. So he goes to the Garden Emporium, fights Medusa, gets the bead, goes to a place He's collecting somewhere else. Dragon Balls. Pretty much. And then he fights a Hydra randomly and gets it after. And then he goes to the Lotus Casino, is in the Lotus Casino for a few days, and then finds it. Ares is not in the movie at all Ares doesn't have balls there's no backpack by the way either oh well. it's in a shield and then you get to the second movie projects of the sea of monsters and this is when they decide that oh crap the actors and actresses are getting older they're getting more popular we need to wrap this up so they try to grab bits and pieces of the third and fourth book to shove it into the second movie so that they could just do a trilogy of movies instead of all five yeah that's never good no <laughs> series of unfortunate events that's three books in one. It was also unneeded. Thus, messed. they made a TV show, and it was successful. It was much better. Great. But, uh, yeah, um, obviously, this is a little bit of a shorter ep, but I want to give a shout-out to everyone on the Nerdy Misfit, uh, you know, Misfit Island, our Discord. Uh, link in our link tree below. That uh, made sure to call out Matt for his... Oh, my god, His horrible bread take. Let it go, people. Breakfast. I'm sorry I I'm... cut my bread a weird way, okay? Blame or it. not at all. <sighs> um, but yeah, I'm glad to see the support was in my favor. Uh, made me feel like vindicated, really, that uh, you know I was right. 
Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But yeah, definitely a big shout out to everyone that commented and called Matt out because that's what we need to do. We need, you know, we got to call people out for their mistakes. <laughs> um, feel free to call us out in our Discord, you know. Call me out. I probably made many mistakes already on this on this podcast. But uh, <laughs> my toast cutting. My um, sandwich cutting, I should say. I will, uh, just want to also mention, mentioned this last week, but I'm going to mention it again in case uh, people aren't into Valentine's Day and they didn't listen to the Valentine's Day episode, which, is, you know, I respect. Um, we're on YouTube now, properly. Yep. Updating properly. Every episode will be out when the episode goes out live. Uh, so if you're a YouTube listener slash watcher, uh, we're happy to have you. Please feel free to drop comments below. Subscribe. Uh, we post... Uh, a new podcast every Wednesday and it could be about well it could be about anything I mean I'll, if you just just listen to last week's episode to really know I exactly mean, it yeah, listen to that anything. it's a fun fill episode um, yeah, but yeah I mean, we if you're a YouTube listener we'd love to see the comments subscribe see those numbers go up and join our discord as well if you aren't on YouTube or even if you are on YouTube and join the conversation call out Matt he loves to see it uh, call, out my, call out myself <laughs> And join any of the channels that uh, that you feel like you want to be part of. And, and if there's new channels that you guys want, like if there's a topic yeah, you guys want to see, let us know. We can go through it and everything. You know, we are we are more than open to creating more in the Discord, creating it bigger. Yeah, having uh, more conversations going on. And the last thing I want to call out is we have a channel now for um, the anime of the month. So if you want to watch the show with Matt and myself and potentially we can set up maybe some watch alongs. Yep. If that interests has anyone. But the main thing is it's there for, if you want to just be like, Hey, I watched episode three and this is X. I have this opinion about whatever. Feel free to throw it in there. Um, we definitely want to be able to have a discussion with you guys about the shows as part of the reason why we're doing this series and just make sure to put a spoiler uh, warning. If you're, doing a spoiler um in discord there is a you have the ability to set spoiler over stuff to hide it so just be you know remember that not everyone might be at the same spot on the show so just be worried about yeah keep that in consideration but we would love to see uh see you guys in that and uh watch the show with us if the show doesn't interest you join in next month when maybe we watch a show that's interesting we'll try and watch something more shonen-y i think we'll see we'll see we'll, we'll see for sure but Catch that in I next know one. that the first two the first two shows we've picked have not been action packed as crazy on the action. So perhaps uh we'll we'll get to that in March. But we just we'd love to see you guys there. The link for the Discord is in our link tree, which is in the description below. Make sure you give us your thoughts on the Percy Jackson show. If you read the book, if you watch the yeah. show, do you like the, the books movie? more? Do you like the show more? Are you a movie lover? Let us know. Comments, Discord. We'd love to see it. It's all there. Waiting for you. Yeah, we 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 just want you know this is a big community. We just want to have some fun, talk about some nerdy stuff. Exactly. With that being said, we'll see you guys all next, next Wednesday. Week. Bye. Bye. PNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you, Thank and you. see you next week. 